0: Here, and that lets you save- okay. True form Life. Green look-up.
1: Welcome to another edition of exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host. True Forms Drew Tadia, fitness expert. What do we have in store for you today? Today we're talking about machines versus body weight in the gym. And we're talking about expanding your scope of success. And we've got some Facebook action. All that and so much more coming up on...
0: This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Forms, Drew Taddea, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. This segment brought to you by Complete Truth Protein Powder. Live free, live true with whole natural foods. No additives, preservatives, soy, gluten, and dairy free. Supplement with superfoods to energize your day. Visit completetruthprotein.co for details.
1: In this segment, I want to share with you some of my recent posts. I often write on our True Form Facebook page and add pictures. And then I write on my blog at trueformlife.com at least once a week. These are some of my favorite posts and ones that seem to go over pretty well. So I thought I'd share them with you right here on Exploring Mind and Body. This first one I was talking about canola oil because I was at the store and I saw someone pull out a four liter jug. (laughs) I didn't think people bought this stuff anymore. Seriously, you surround yourself with knowledgeable people, those that are trying to live healthier lifestyles, and you forget products like this are still running rampant, affecting the quality of our lives. If you're still using canola oil, you may want to do some research and reconsider. There's so many quality oils that can improve our lives. Try coconut oil for cooking at high temperatures, or Udo's oil, hemp, olive, sesame, or avocado, which are perfect for salads or even add to a stir fry after cooked. I wouldn't ever sacrifice quality for price. You'd save money on the canola oil now, but are you willing to give up your health for it? Alright, this next post I put up is called, Built for Quality or Built to Last? When it comes to food, you usually have one or the other. I recently bought some strawberries at a farmer's market that quite literally melt in your mouth. Fresh, organic, what else could you ask for? The best thing I heard upon purchase was, you'll need to eat these, because they'll go bad. Well, think about it. Isn't that the kind of food we want? Certainly isn't the kind of food that clutters most grocery stores. Complete Truth Protein will go bad. Your veggies will go bad. Good quality oils will go bad. With many unhealthy foods, for example, proteins with toxins and preservatives in them that keep them shelf stable after opened, oils in plastic containers that will last forever, even bread that sits on the countertop for weeks and won't mold, more times than not, these foods meant to last do more damage than good. Alright, and the last post I'm going to talk about is a McDonald's sign that I drove by. And I usually don't advertise for a company like this, but I was slightly agitated, so here we go. When you drive by and see a sign, what are they really saying? In this circumstance, they're saying it's okay to purchase foods, or rather substances, that are harmful. Being that it's a happy meal, more directed at our youth. Contributing to the epidemic of the growing obesity of our next generation. This sign says, it's okay to sell the cheapest substance possible, no matter how harmful. It's saying, buy here. We're cheaper than quality foods. Don't worry about your health. And finally, it's saying what others repeat all the time. Health food is too expensive. When in reality, it should say real food. We pass by signs like this all the time and don't think about what it's saying because these signs are always there. They're teaching us something. With the indoor playgrounds and Happy Meals and toys, they directly market children, which could be the most unsettling. I'll take that a step further. The most unsettling is harmful signs. Promotions and advertisements have become normal in a knowledgeable civilization, all in which target our youth, knowing full well their products contribute to the decrease in health and quality lives in our most precious treasures exploring mind and body with true form life's drew tadion
0: brought to you in part by curves complete the whole solution that makes burning fat as easy as one two three get exercise meal plan, and coaching for 14.95 a week call curves and olds at 403-556-5992 to schedule a free no
1: obligation appointment everyone is trying to achieve at something and of course there's a path to success if you find a proven path it can be repeated Rarely exactly, but if you have the basics and stick to a proven plan, you'll find what you're looking for. You'll see this proven in franchises every time you drive by one. Finances, unfortunately, are one of the first things that keep a person interested in something they're after. I know most people say it's not about the money. They say, I want to do this for me. Our money's just paper. It doesn't drive me. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to disagree with each one of these statements. I've proven this time and again when I offer free fitness classes. Very few people show up, if any. <laughs> Seriously, I know this may be hard to believe, but it's a fact. The same goes for something that's free, repeated. So if I say something like, this class is free, and the next one will be free also. There's no accountability here, which I'll get to in a second. Another method of payment I've proven to be ineffective for both parties is a drop-in fee. Many times people ask me if I take drop-ins. The answer is no. Not because I'm trying to make things as difficult as possible. I do this because it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me because you never know of people who show up. Dropping in once in a while. And it doesn't work for the paying customer because, again, there's no accountability. If someone doesn't feel like going that day, they won't. If they didn't pay and feel unmotivated, they have no reason to go. If they don't sign up in advance, there's no clear commitment to me, the classes, or themselves. And although this may sound like a marketing scheme, it's not the case at all. I run classes because I enjoy them, and because they offer results people are after. If there was no positive aspect besides financial gain on my end, I wouldn't run the classes. And the last point concerning finances, I get the direct answer when I ask a client, class member, or friend how they're able to follow through with what they set out to accomplish. And one of the answers every time is... After I sign up and pay money, I'm in for the duration. Most people hold money pretty high up on the scale, and they should. We work hard for our money, so why wouldn't we want to get our money's worth? And why would we want to get cheated or lose out on what we purchased? The answer is simple. We don't, which is why it's a major contributing factor to the scope of success. So again, fees, or in this case, any kind of money, is a very strong motivator in widening the scope of success. Go ahead and check out any research on money bets. It doesn't matter if someone's wealthy or not. You'll see a large increase in success when as little as $50 is on the line. Accountability is the next major factor. Some people need someone to answer to, and that's all there is to it. There's nothing wrong with this. It's just how people are. Think about it. When we go to school, we have a teacher or principal to be accountable for. When we have a job, which most of us do, we have a boss to be accountable to. This accountability is ingrained in us since preschool. We're taught to listen and respect authority figures. On top of that, we have our parents, who at least when we were kids, we were accountable to. <laughs> I suppose some grown adults are still accountable to their parents, but that's another subject. So why is this any different when we walk into a new realm or a new area of life? Well, it really isn't, which is what I'm trying to get across. This accountability to someone else is very important in reaching or widening our scope of success. If you want to get a better grasp of your finances, you can't stop spending your money, or you're a shopaholic, you can hire someone to take care of your finances you can hire a life coach, or you can have a banker set up automatic withdrawals, which of course would require less accountability. But nonetheless, if we're talking about money, there's someone to be accountable to also. If we're talking about health and fitness and we can't stay on track, why not hire someone to do that for you? That's what they're there for. Can't find the motivation to get out of bed? Can't make yourself go to a fitness class or go to the gym? Then hire someone who will meet you there and who will expect you to be there when you book an appointment. Most people show up to their appointments, which is why I always recommend when making time for ourselves to book an hour off in your calendar so you actually show up for yourself and don't blow off that workout. And the last subject we're going to talk about concerning widening your scope of success is progress or results, which go hand in hand with everything we just went over. We spend our hard-earned money on someone to be accountable to for what? Most of us need tangible results. We need clear progress. We need to know our efforts, our sweat, money, and sacrifices are paying off. If you're paying a marketing company to handle your advertising and promotions, you can bet whoever's paying the bill wants to see something in return. Is this any different in the health field? Of course not. If we're paying someone to help us lose weight, we better see the scale drop. And if we're paying someone to help us live a healthier lifestyle, it would be a good idea for us to start feeling better in the morning. There are many positives when talking about living healthier, starting to eat better, or exercise. Some of these aren't measurable, and some we don't even notice. Like when we have more energy, or when we're in a better mood. I'd imagine those around us would know more than we would. But those of us paying and sacrificing still want to know. We still want to see clear results. The scale is rarely a good measure. In fact, more times than not, I recommend not weighing at all. So many factors come into play when weighing. It could be the time of day, the time of month, the type of scale, what we ate, what we're wearing. All these factors change what the scale says. These could change from one pound to five. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to lose that one pound. It's just not worth it. I highly recommend taking progress pictures. Most people shy away from these because not only do they not want to see themselves, but they can't bear the thought of someone else seeing them in their worst state. Most times than not, those that refuse to take progress pictures say, I wish I took those pictures when we first started. And the last thing I'd recommend when trying to find a way to measure tangible results is a measuring tape. Measure across your chest, waist, which is the smallest part of your torso, hips, which is more so your butt, and measure your thigh. Use the same measuring tape all the time and try to use the same person to do the measuring, not yourself. Keeping these factors the same will give you a more accurate reading. So that's pretty much it. Look into these factors and you'll increase your scope of success tenfold. Remember, finances are important, progress, and results. And we'll tie all that up with accountability to someone other than yourself. Good luck in every aspect of widening your scope of success. Alright, this was a question sent in by one of our listeners, so I wanted to read it on air. If a person hasn't worked out since 2009, what can they do to prepare for training? And my answer is, show up. (laughs) Seriously though, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or an advanced exerciser. You have to show up all the same. Forming a habit is the most important thing you can do. We are creatures of habit. We feel most comfortable doing the same thing at the same time with the same people. If you're looking for a program, which I highly recommend find a trainer you get along with. Most consultations are free or should be. So find someone you feel good about, someone that will motivate you and someone that you enjoy seeing. Don't hire someone just because they have a good sales pitch. If you don't feel good about them, walk away. And a side note, they should design a custom program for you. One that you enjoy. If you tell them you don't like doing something or can't do something and they try to make you, it'd be a good time to look elsewhere. Of course, there's a loophole, if you don't like doing any exercise, then it's not the trainer you should look to. You could work out with a friend that knows what they're doing to get you started, or you could find a class you enjoy, which will get you going. Again, the most important thing is to show up. Make your commitment beforehand and decide you're going to make changes in your life.
0: This segment brought to you by True Form Fitness for all your health and fitness needs. Personal training and group classes available locally. Visit TrueFormLife.com for details.
1: There used to be an argument in the gym and in magazines that talked about free weights over machines. Which works better, which is more effective, which will give you more results, who likes what? The questions go on. As the fitness world evolved and continues to, there's a new mindset. There's a different approach, along with different results. In this segment, I'm going to talk about why machines are played out and the benefits of bodyweight exercises. I'll also go over why machines can be of use, but for the most part, machines aren't getting much credit in the next few minutes. It puzzles me when I see certain people using machines. For the most part, I'm puzzled when anyone uses machines, but I suppose it's not their fault. I'll get to that in a second. Machines can be used for good, but they shouldn't be used frequently. If a person needs the support of a machine for whatever reason, This might be a good idea Like if they need a slow controlled movement Maybe for rehab Or maybe, well That's actually all I can think of The real reason people use machines Is because they think they're supposed to That's what we picture when we think of a gym, isn't it? We think of a lat pull down machine We think of a hamstring curl Or a leg press maybe I'd like to make it clear I'm not talking about cardio machines here I'm not talking about treadmills Or ellipticals or stair climbers I'm talking about those old machines bodybuilders used To clang around weights in the old days Bodybuilders still use them, and that's exactly what they're for, for bodybuilders. These machines were meant for a couple different things. Number one, to isolate a muscle group, and number two, to stack on a bunch of weight with the goal of gaining mass. Now, for the most part, and I do stress, for the most part, the average person isn't looking to isolate a muscle, nor are they looking to gain a bunch of mass. Therefore, these machines don't have much use. I understand that targeted gyms used to be... And still is in part those men that want to get huge muscles and walk around in tank tops. But I can't say that's the case anymore. More people are looking to live a healthier lifestyle. More people are joining classes, exercising outside, or performing functional exercises that we use in everyday life. Why would a beginner start using machines? I have no idea. Why would a trainer use machines on their clients? There's not a whole lot of reasons other than they're trying to target a specific area or they need to change from regular routines. Other than that, there's a whole lot more benefit out of performing multifunctional exercises. What is a multifunctional exercise? Let's take a bicep curl, for example, and label it under the old school section. What this exercise does is is isolate the bicep. And that's about it. The sole purpose of this bicep curl is to work out the bicep. Now let's take a multifunctional exercise. How about a squat curl press? You can grab dumbbells, a weighted medicine ball, or even a BOSU ball doesn't much matter what prop you use. What you're gonna do is hold whichever prop you decide in your hands. Then you're gonna squat, curl the prop up, and when you rise up from your squat position, you're gonna press the prop over your head. Let's go through what this is actually doing. With the squat, we're working out our quads, hamstrings, and glutes. Then when we curl, we're working out our bicep. Then when we press the prop over our head, we're working out our shoulders and core. So as you can see, this is a multifunctional exercise. Not only are we working out multiple muscles in this one exercise but it's functional because this is something we could benefit from in everyday life think about picking up a box and putting it on a shelf think about lifting your child up while playing or taking something down that's located higher up in an area as you can tell I highly recommend the multifunctional exercises for many reasons especially because it's more efficient and more effective I hate to sound like I'm knocking machines but the fact of the matter is machines are the old mindset they don't need to be used especially not nearly as often as they are. There are plenty of studios nowadays that don't even have machines. The same goes for the exercises used. Unless you want a big chest to impress the ladies, when is a bench press going to come in handy in your life? When is four reps with as much weight as you can handle going to be useful? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a goal to get huge muscles. What I'm saying is that there's everything wrong with lifting like that if this isn't your goal. But because those machines are there and the industry is flooded with bodybuilders who grew up with that mindset, Not only does the average person think they'll need to exercise like this, but trainers are still training like that too. If you're new to a gym or have been going for a while and are still doing the same thing over and over again, if you're still headed to the machines after you warm up, you might want to talk to someone different. You might want to do some research of your own, and you might want to consider changing things up. Think about it. If you can work your core, triceps, chest, and shoulders with a push-up, why are you heading straight for the bench press machine? It's possible to get twice the workout in half the time, if you know what you're looking to do. We don't need to sit in the gym for hours anymore. We don't need to book a couple hours off or bring a suitcase like we're moving in. All we need to do is a little research. We have to be willing to change our mindset and switch up that old routine. Once you figure out it's body weight over machines, it's gonna open up a whole new world for you. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, would not be possible without the help from the
0: following sponsors. AG Foods in Gidsbury, CLC Fitness Center, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Tadia, or how to become a sponsor of Exploring Mind and Body, visit trueformlife.com.
1: All right, that's all we have for you this evening. As always, I'm True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been
0: listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Form's Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com.